0: So we'll be in Second uh, Second Samuel chapter 1. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this morning and for your word. And we pray as we read it today, you would give us understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I'll read uh, chapter 1. I'll read the first 18 verses of chapter 1. I was going to read a little bit more, but we're starting late. Second Samuel chapter 1, verse 1. Now it came to pass after the death of Saul, when David had returned from the slaughter of the Amalekites, and David had stayed two days in Ziklag. On the third day, behold, it happened, a man came from Saul's camp, with his clothes torn and his dust on his head. So it was, when he came to David, that he fell to the ground and prostrated himself. And David said to him, Where have you come from? And he said to him, I have escaped from the camp of Israel. And David said to him, How did the matter go? Please tell me. And he answered, The people have fled from the battle, many of the people have fallen and dead, and Saul and Jonathan and Jonathan his son are dead also. So David said to the young man who told him, How do you know that Saul and Jonathan, his son, are dead? Then the young man who told him said, As it happened, by chance to be on Mount Gilboa there was Saul leaning on his spear, and indeed the chariots and horsemen followed hard after him. Now when he looked behind him, he saw me and called to me, and I answered, Here I am. And he said, Who are you? And I answered, I'm an Amalekite. He said to me again, Please stand over me and kill me, for anguish has come upon me, but my life still remains in me. So I stood over him and killed him, because I was sure that he could not live after he had fallen. And I took the crown that was on his head and the bracelet that was on his arm, and I brought them here to my Lord. Then David took hold of his own clothes and tore them, and so did all the men who were with him. And they mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and and for Jonathan his son, for the people of the Lord and for the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. Then David said to the young man who told him, Where are you from? And he answered, I am the son of an alien and a Malachite. So David said to him, How was it you were not afraid to put forth your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? Then David called one of the young men and said, Go near and execute him. And he struck him. So that he died. So David said to him. Your blood is on your own head. For your own mouth has testified against you. Saying I have killed the Lord's anointed. Then David lamented with. This lamentation over Saul. And over Jonathan his son. And he told them to teach the children of Judah. The song of the bow. Indeed it is written in the book of Jasher. And then that we hit the song of the bow. But I'll stop right there. So. Um, last week we saw the the death of Saul, the death of his sons with him in this battle against the Philistines we made mention that by God's providence David is not part of this battle he's not involved in it because the Philistines themselves rejected David and so David went back to Amalek uh I mean sorry went back to Ziklag and slaughtered the Amalekites that's why it's in the first verse it calls uh, David had returned from the slaughter of the Amalekites. So by 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 God's providence, David was not involved in this in this battle for either side. Right? Because there was a problem there. The Philistines saw. Hey, listen, are we really gonna have this guy fight with us? What if what if he decides to change sides? Does he really stand with us? And uh so at the end of First Samuel, we we leave Saul, and really, the second book of Samuel highlights David. And the first half of the book of Second Samuel is the highlights of David's life, and then the second half are really the lowlights of David David's life. Um, there's a brother who puts it very uh, succinctly, says the first part records of the book records the victories which accompanied his life of faith and conflict the second part relates the defeats he suffered when prosperity had seduced him from the path of faith and had opened the door to self will i really like the way that's put because that that hits home really really strongly the defeats he suffered when the prosperity had seduced him from the path of faith and had opened the door to self will that's when we see David fail, at, in the second half. Why? When? 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 Prosperity had seduced him. So, you could, you could really see there's a there's a halfway point in the book of Second Samuel, and after that, we see some of the failings in David's life. And David was a great man, but a, a, a fallible man at that.
1: Um, you know, uh, just an observation. All through this period in David's life, you don't hear anything about Saul. Mm hmm
2: I mean, you know, you've got the the sons that, you know, Absalom and
1: Amnon. Right. The the problems that happened there, Adonijah later on. Right. Um, But nothing about Saul until right at the end of David's life, and then he's moving, there he is. Yeah. So I just, uh, uh, was thinking that, uh, because Solomon's such a big player in in scripture sure. that, uh, uh, I wonder if Bathsheba, um, you know, what really took the lead in raising him, even though, you know, in, in Solomon's Proverbs, he mentions his dad. Uh, in the last chapter, he mentions his mom, but I, I just found, found a little striking that, that there's no mention of him mm. until right then in David's life when he's passing the baton, right. and there he is, wise and, and godly and right. you know, ready to go. Yeah. did that happen?
0: Yeah, because no... you
1: just mentioned his dad goes south, Right. you know, right. I mean, he came for a while and then he comes back,
0: Right.
1: he definitely came back.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about that. But he 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 starts off well here when when Saul um, when Saul's slain, even in his response to Saul being killed, you see him starting off on the right foot. I mean, he's started already. He's already been anointed, and you see him, you know, in 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 uh, being chased, you know, through the wilderness, you know. Um, through ambushes and all kinds of uh, other plots that Saul had to to take him out, you see David. You see some of his well, you see some of his shortcomings for sure, but you also see some of the the strengths that he had, and how he started on and, and started in the right way with Goliath and as a shepherd and being schooled that way. But you see him uh, really take the the center stage here as He's anointed, we didn't get to it, you know, in chapter 2 by Judah. Not anointed, but accepted as the next king. Um, he starts off well in his response to Saul's death.
1: Um, you know, he's, he's, he
0: tears his clothes. He's, um, what does it say? He says that they, he lamented, he weeped over, Saul, you know, if there was anybody that had any right or deserved to be happy that Saul was gone, it was David, right? Yes. By, by the world's standards, mm-hmm. he, he, he there should be a party, right, <laughs> at David's house, because, you know, the tr- his troubles are over now. That's what the world would say, that, you know, this guy's been hunting him for so long, he's gone. You should be partying. But instead, look at David's response. David's response is that of lamentation and weeping because the king of Israel is dead. It's not Saul who's dead. It's the king of Israel. It's the leader. It's the one who the testimony of God's been entrusted to. That's what he's weeping over. You know, you fast forward to, to, uh, to to the Lord, and you see that the Lord weeps over Jerusalem, and Jerusalem is about to about to crucify him, but here he is weeping over him o- over Jerusalem. You see the similarities there, because David, David here is is you know a type of of Christ in in the in the Old Testament, and so you see that he's identifying himself with with those people, with his people. And, I mean, David had opportunity to, to take Saul out multiple times and did not. Why? Because he respected the authority and the place that God had put Saul in. That's why he calls him the Lord's Anointed. Even until his death, when he's speaking to the Amalekite, he says, How are you not afraid to put forth your hand to destroy the Lord's Anointed? Now, whether or not he actually, the Amalekite actually killed Saul, uh, doesn't necessarily say, but I think, I think it's pretty obvious it's a, that he's lying. If you take the account of first Samuel chapter thirty one as what really happened, Javon and McGee says he doesn't really know. But but I think it's I think it's a total fabrication on the Amalekites part, right? Yeah. Bringing this story, he's trying to prosper yeah. off the death right. of Saul. All right, he's trying to pro- prosper off, off his death, mm-hmm. trying to trying to put his get his foot in the door, mm-hmm. and uh, you know prosper off of it.
1: Well, that's what happens. In, in a couple chapters later, with the the death of Ishbochem, he's come and tell David that he took him out so, Yeah, but but if you look at the story of this fella, he says, "As I happened by
0: chance, yeah. upon Mount Gilboa, behold, just just having to be up there." Yeah. In the middle so, of a battle. So here's
2: the middle of a battle, right? <laughs> right? And he was going for a little walk. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just that and there's all this guy just leaning on his feet. All right. Yeah. 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 No, total total fabrication and you know, like I said, trying to prosper off somebody else's death, especially the king's death. I mean, it's straight straight from the, the pit of hell. You see it happen today, people trying to prosper off other people's death. Right? We just talked about Planned Parenthood and the evil in, in, involved in that. Industry, prospering off the death of other people. I mean, we've seen it happen the last couple of years. Yes.
1: I think you know David. Also, I, I think he just like with uh, Samuel. Uh, I think he likes Saul. You know, yeah. I mean, Saul had called them to the palace, away from you know being a shepherd, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, he became kind of a part of the family with Jonathan, his buddy, and. And all, and uh, I think you know David is a, a, a astute enough young man as far as knowledge of, of people and character. I mean, he dealt with those foreign guys in the cave. You know, mm-hmm. you know, slouch. And, <laughs> you know, he could size up Saul. He knew that he had some issues. Yeah, you know, and I think you know he, he cut him a lot of slack. Yeah, not just because he was the anointed king, but because you know he had compassion upon him. And, and didn't put, you know, full blame for his actions, you know, upon Saul. You know, I mean, just, just cut him slack. I mean, Man. it just seems that way. Yeah,
0: that, that's tough to cut a guy slack who's like, you know, using you for target practice. That's tough. Yeah.
1: But, but I mean, he was there when the demons, you know, when he sure, was right. by a demon. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he knew he had an emotional issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he even gone after his own son. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, all right. Yeah, he knew he was a, a powder cake. But well, I mean, how <laughs> come? Then why did Samuel like
0: him? Right. Well, yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point.
1: I mean, you're two guys. Well, he's
0: who, a likable guy. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, everybody that's else, else liked him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's a likable guy. He yeah. really was. Yeah. I mean, he's crazy. But, I mean, he's yeah. Crazy. <laughs>
0: In a crazy kind of way. It's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because they chose that's the politician that they chose, and that's typically the politicians people choose. You know, do right. so they like them?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. The the um approval rating. His approval rating was high, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that?
2: Oh.
0: Oh, poll. Yeah, poll, yeah. Approval approval rating poll. Yeah, He's, uh, his polls were high. They started to get a little bit lower, but... But yeah, I mean, this story, I mean, this guy comes up with his, his, his false... And David, being wise in this situation, uh, wise as a serpent, you know, flushes that out by asking certain questions. Because, I mean, the... I mean, he the guy, he, he's also kind of wise as a serpent, this Amalekite, because, you know, he shows up, you know, all distressed, right? His he's he's, uh, clothes are torn, and he's got, um, what does he have on his head? Dust, with dust on his head, verse 2. So he knows that he's got to approach in this way, that he's upset, that he's, you know, distressed that the kings died and present it in a way that, you know, feigns any, if something, trying to evoke some kind of emotional response mm-hmm. from David. And, you know, we're all susceptible to having the, those emotional responses. In fact, we all do. Um, and, but David, you know, he's he's wise. He he sees through and he flushes out the truth. And once he knows, he learns the truth. You know. Well,
1: I'm not following here. I mean, David didn't know Saul was dead, right?
0: Uh, David didn't know that he was dead, no. So he's
1: getting information, I mean, firsthand from this guy. Right. So what is he flushing out?
0: Well, he's getting to the truth because, I mean, this is an Amalekite. He's, I mean.
1: Yeah, but I mean, well. Uh, where where I mean, okay, my question is is, why do you think David didn't believe him
0: why why didn't he believe him?
1: So why do you think he didn't
0: believe him? well he he's asking him questions to see what exactly happened, yeah, I mean, he doesn't know that he was on his that he fell on his sword. he doesn't know any of the details right. from the battle, yeah. So yeah, what
1: this guy is saying is you know I mean David's getting his information from him,
0: right. Right, so but he then he
1: takes his story, it seems like it's at face value, and that's why he kills a guy.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Right. Even if he didn't kill him. Even if this Malatite did not kill himself. <laughs> <he> <laughs> I says guess he did. Just see when yeah. they start coming after Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> that, that really wasn't what <laughs> happened. Yeah, really well, happen. Okay, right, 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 right.
2: Is he trying to get the same world
0: yeah he wanted the favor of david he thought that because he had killed sorry i didn't explain this right because he had always at least he's making this up he's saying because i've killed Saul, Mm -hmm. honor me because i've taken out your enemy Mm -hmm. and david's response is well no you haven't taken out my enemy but you killed the king so you're done and you know just because you killed the king doesn't mean I'm going to befriend you or give you honor. I'm going to do the exact opposite. You're an Amalekite. You're 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 an enemy of, of Israel. Now,
2: another question so probably: You mentioned both ways. Did Amalekite learn that from David, and David saw himself by like, inquiring from Amalekite?
0: Say that again. <laughs> Did David? See himself in the Amalekite's person. See himself
1: in the person. The, the person of the Amalekite. Just remember, David tried to save himself by pretending to be
2: somebody else.
0: Oh, Inside. oh, okay. No, I don't. No, I don't think he's. You remember
2: the time when David pretended to be somebody
0: else. Yeah, the
1: when he played the fool. Right. Yeah.
2: And so
1: here's the Amalekite trying to save himself.
0: I I see what.
1: I see by my, see my
0: yeah, I see what you're saying. That you know, he's using some kind of deception to try and yeah. save his skin or to gain honor in this case.
1: Well, so th- th- this fellow, even David's men, didn't understand David's feelings towards Saul, because they, you know, they wanted to kill Saul this guy has the same thought. I mean, it's a worldly thought. I mean, as you said earlier, this is not the way the world thinks, you know. I mean, you you have opportunity to take out a guy that's trying to take you out. You go for the jugular. Yeah. But David was not that kind of guy. And and so whether it's his closest men or this Amalekite, everybody misjudges, you know, the godly man and his motives.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's even, I mean, because, I mean, the, the progression of things is you know David's now the king, Saul you know David wasn't going to kill Saul, he's the Lord's anointed, but Saul has died in battle, that meant that David was the king, so the natural man would have said, Saul's dead, now I'm the king, yeah this is this is good news, yeah, right, but for David, it wasn't good news, no. it was sad news, yeah, because the king the king of Israel is being killed, the man is entrusted with the testimony of God. I mean, I I have to catch myself having this same thought too, because in the in the hay business, when you when you get on the phone and someone calls you from up north, and they say, "Hey, this dairy or this feed lot just had a just had a fire," the natural man in me wants to say, "That's great! How much more hay can I sell him now?" Because he just lost a bunch of hay, right? I mean, these these pads that they put hay on are two thousand, three thousand, four thousand ton. The natural man me wants to say, oh, "Okay, this is this is good news, bad news for them, but good news for me because more business, they make more money." I have to catch myself all the way thinking that. I know you guys don't have any thoughts like that ever, but I do. And I catch myself every time someone calls me and tells me there's a fire up north. That's the first thing I think. I got. You know the what I'm say.
1: Confession's good for the soul but bad for the reputation. Bad for
0: reputation, that's right.
1: Would but you, would you, would you, would you rephrase that to say, how can I help you? Is the same
0: thought? It's still the same thought, but just feigned you know, feigned help. <laughs> kind of I'll be like the Amalekite. How can I help you, but really how can I help myself?
1: It, there's no sense that here, that David you know, even entered into his mind now. I mean, no, no. He already had, you know, the assurance. He's right, anointed. right. Samuel had prophesied over him, you know his wife now.
0: Even Saul. What? Even Saul had said. Yeah, and yeah. Saul himself. Yeah, yeah. It said. I mean, everybody. It, it,
1: uh, it was known. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Saul's son. Uh, Saul's son. Saul's son. Jonathan, Jonathan yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Jonathan, right, right. I mean, David had he knew that this yeah. was coming, right? So I mean, it, I mean, it it is striking, you know. The, the first John says, you know, the world didn't know him, and so doesn't know us, and both with we said as we said with David's men. And this Amalekite, they don't know how David thinks. Mm-hmm. And for him to be weeping over the death of Saul and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, uh, this, this is so contrary. Because this is the enemy just, as you said, the enemy just got killed. Yeah. And you're weeping.
0: Right. Yeah. And then you look at the Lord when he when he wept over Jerusalem. Yeah, I mean, he's about to be crucified. I mean, betrayed by all of them and then unhung, they want, you know, Barabbas over him. So, but, the, but, yeah.
1: But, but it, uh, when we go over this and what David actually says, I mean, there's this beautiful uh, combination of what seems like friendship with Saul and yet, uh, the recognition of his position as king, you know, God given position that, uh, <clears throat> David, I mean, it wasn't just a matter of, you know, well, obey the authorities because, you know, you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a a real sense of honor that he carried within his, you know, personhood regarding Saul and being God's anointed. Yeah. Yeah. But he never thought upon him as an enemy, though, Brother Cheeto, did he? I don't think David ever thought of Saul as an
2: enemy.
0: Everybody else called him his enemy, but David never did.
2: How did David
1: what well, how did he have that attitude? Well, his relationship with God.
0: I mean, no one, the, like, like we just said, the natural man has the exact opposite feelings and attitude. <clears throat> it's only with communion with God that you can have the attitude that David had.
2: Which is where I think the last uh, the first uh, even his closest advisors, what so killed.
0: Yeah, so this story was a was was completely made up. His brother Lane said David didn't David didn't know. He's learning about it, but we can look at it and see just all the holes in his story. One of the ways we can see the hole in his story is that he said he was chased by chariots and horsemen when he was actually shot by an archer. And it's interesting, I don't know who brought it up. One of the one of the commentaries I read on this that Saul was so afraid of the Philistine arches because he didn't have any arches himself. Because if you go look at uh, First Chronicles 12, the arches from Benjamin, specifically from Kish, were friends with David. They were actually with David in Ziklag. So it's just interesting that we can see the holes in this guy's story. Um, and we can see how it's a complete application on his part but
2: where was that
0: 1st Chronicles 12 I'll read it now these were the men who would, who came to David at Ziklag while he was still a fugitive from Saul the son of Kish and were among the mighty men helpers of the war armed with bows using both the right hand and the left hand in hurling stones and shooting arrows with the bow they were of Benjamin Saul's brethren
1: yeah even of Saul's so, brethren
0: yep So David evidently had good influence on the people around him because, like we mentioned, some of so, so, some of uh, David's closest advisors, his compadres, advised him against uh, sparing Saul. They wanted him to kill him. But it says when, when they found out, David, verse 11, took hold of his own clothes and tore them, and so did all the men who were with him. And they... Mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and for Jonathan his son and for the people of the Lord and for the house of Israel because they'd fallen by the sword. So, this was something that was heartfelt, it wasn't just done out of duty, at least on David's part. Maybe the men with him just followed suit, but this wasn't just a you know, um, an ordinance that they just did because they were told and instructed to do, like. You know we have to respect authority, or when 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 authority dies, then we have to do X Y Z. But they they did it as 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 a, as a re- response. It's something that came out of their heart to the news that the Lord's anointed had been killed, and his brother, his son, and the people of the Lord, the house of Israel.
2: During this time, just Jonathan. Right.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And by
1: this
2: what's the son's name? Mephibosheth? How,
0: I, you know, I don't know. I could do some math, but it'd take me a little bit.
1: You know, the, uh, in, uh chapter 4, verse 10, uh, you have David, uh, um, stating what he felt were the motives of this
2: Amalekite.
0: Yeah. I'll read it. When someone told me, saying, look, Saul is dead, thinking to have brought good news, I arrested him and had him executed in Ziklag, the one who thought I would give him a reward for his news. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're out of time, but, you know, we'll look at the Song of the Bow next week.
2: So
1: this is
0: Amalekite,
1: he had no connection with Israel. He had uh, no you mm-hmm. know, sense of, of uh, the, the fact that the king of Israel had died. with that meant, and uh, and yet he's carrying the crown and uh, Saul's bracelets. Mm-hmm.
2: He'd have been better off to do. You know what the
1: world you know, could do, and that's just take the, the, the bounty and bounce. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yep. But he's trying to be sly and, and, and
0: slick and get in with the with the new king. You know, because the new king, he just had his way with the Amalekites.
1: Yeah, but but think about that. Uh, you know, David's. He's in Ziklag, which has just got burned down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have a whole lot at this point. Doesn't have a whole lot going for him. Mm-hmm. I and mean, this guy's taking a pretty big risk at this moment, yeah. aligning with David, because uh, his, his brother Chido just mentioned, uh, Saul's got another son, Ishbosheth, mm-hmm. and he's got Abner, you know, the general, mm-hmm. who's going to put Ishbosheth as king. So, I mean, Israel's just lost the battle big time, the Philistines, and he goes and sides with David. I mean, it's kind of a strange, uh, a lot, you know, I don't know what he's thinking in his mind as far as why he wants to make an alliance with David. Yeah.
2: I mean, it kind of looks like the losing team for, you know, at this moment.
1: Unless it's a Malachite you know you know been keeping up on the local news, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. he's got the inside scoot he's he's on the beat, no it isn't
1: doesn't it seem strange I mean, yeah like, I mean you know you go meet Ziklag here, here he is in this burned down you know camp, yeah, and you know and the Philistines already defeated Israel.
0: Well, well, what's strange? What's strange is that he ends up with it, with the, with the crown and the bracelet. I mean, if
1: if if you if you knew that you hit the king, and he's wounded, possibly dead. I mean,
0: why aren't they racing? I mean, they end up with his body, but the the crown and the bracelets were gone. They end up with his head and his body, and they mock him. And we read that last week. Jebesh Gilead, but, you know, how did he how did this Amalekite end up with it? I mean, he says he was just going for a walk, but, I mean, that's, that's strange to me that he, he ends up with it and not one of the Philistines who was in battle. Right. And even, I've noticed also that this spent half of the chapter,
2: was even mentioning the name of the Amalekite.
1: Can, uh, his name? I don't think we get his name.
2: No, in other words, it's interesting that his name was not mentioned. Oh. This is Malika. Uh huh. I don't know if that was a name or some kind of a conference or a kingly distinction in England, the part of soul. You are anointed, soul is not anointed. Uh, why would you kill somebody?
1: the Hmm. So, just what you said about this guy, so he he's taking a risk and mm-hmm. taking you know the crown and the bracelet. Yep. In the middle of the battle, because you know he's got to he's got to get now. He's got to get away from the fleeing Israelites and the and Philistines. Philistines. Yeah. He's got to go find David, mm-hmm. who is in a burned up city. Mm-hmm. Saul's got another son, Ishbosheth, you know, who, how does this guy know? I mean, he's made king. Ishbosheth's made king. Right. By Abner. Right. This guy is, this Amalekite is like, he's something else. Now, remember there was an Amalekite that David helped? Yeah. I can't remember right now. What what was the conditions of he'd been, he was a, uh, a servant of an of an Egyptian? Yeah, yeah. Been left behind. Yep. What was that? What is thing. it? Thirteen? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh huh. Maybe it's the same guy. Oh no, this is guy an <laughs> Egyptian. <laughs>
0: He's a servant of an
1: Amalekite. Yeah. Maybe this guy's the Amalekite. He was a servant, too. I mean, it's, <laughs> a, it's just a weird... I mean, it's it's just a weird thing to me that this Amalekite, what he's doing. It seems like he's he's sticking his neck out.
0: High risk, high reward. <laughs> yeah. High risk, high reward. <laughs> high loss. <laughs> well, that's right, right? Yeah,
1: yeah but I mean, wh- wh- why do you think where do you see the reward in going with David when Saul has another son?
0: Uh, yeah, he, he must have had the inside scoop. He must have known. I mean, the Amalekites. I mean, the, the they take David's whole camp out Ziklag. I don't know if that's got anything to do with it, but well, maybe he was. Thing.
1: Why would you go to?
0: A, maybe he was part of Ziklag.
1: That your guys burned down.
0: Well, maybe he was part of that deal, and Saul... So he was part of that Amalekite camp. Does it say that anyone anyone died? Anyone? Oh, not a man of them escaped, except four hundred young men. Maybe he's one of the four hundred that escaped. And he's like, you know what? He he's he's a warrior. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna side with him. Could be. Could be. Well, he's choosing. Well, in any event, he's he's choosing the right team. He's just got a bad. He's got a bad. Um. Approach. Uh, what's the word? Uh. Audition. It was a bad audition.
1: Very bad audition. It was, it was very bad audition. <laughs>